Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Yeah, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. We're bringing you podcast stuff. That's the end of the intro. Done. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, No. So this is our witchy podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to 2023. This is the first episode in 2023. It sure is. So happy new year. Um, If you're in Northern California, batten down your hatches, bro, because we got a doozy coming Let's, uh, we're fingers crossing that power stays on all the way through this recording. Uh, it should, but It we'll should, see. but whether we have power 24 hours from yeah. when we're recording yeah. this is a see, whole See, the worst part story. is the camera's on battery, but the microphone right now is not on battery because I decided to plug it into the wall instead of getting one of my batteries out. And the light is also not on battery. So we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> either way, uh, if you're listening to this on your podcast network of choice, Please leave us a review and check out all of our other episodes. This is episode 49. So there's a bunch of episodes for you to check out. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and looking at our silly faces, hey, what's going on with this face? And um, don't forget to leave us a like and uh, comment below if you have any questions or corrections. If we say a word wrong, because boy, uh, I'm going to lean into saying a word wrong with bold, indifferent confidence. You're going to roll um, those R's really hard. I'm not going to roll the R's hard, but listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it just full confidence every single time, um, just because that's what we got to do. That's how we learn. And if I say it wrong, correct me. It's, that's how people learn. Um, and that's what we're about here is like sharing and learning and uh, not being an ass. So check that shit at the door. Um, but, uh, yeah, and subscribe to the channel and and ring the bell or whatever. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore, to be honest. But, um, yeah. Anyway, let's get right into it. Episode 49, guys, ballin' on a budget. Magic on a budget. It's the same thing. I suppose. You could be a magic baller. Thrifty witchy. A wizard shock collar. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, she doesn't understand what I'm doing. Okay. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) well um we a spile could be right like a ritualistic blade could be a 20 inch blade uh it could be yes especially if you're and you could put um you could put a bunch of runes on your impala especially if you're using dude inches which are famously larger or smaller than lady still doesn't know what we're talking about no i don't four whole lines from a song I, I just, That's I'm okay. so it's bad. Okay. It's okay. She's I'm real, so she's real bad. bad at these, I guess. With movie quotes <laughs> and with like music lyrics. I just like, I never get them. I, my brain is just like, what's this? And then it, and then it floats away. So when people do like a reference, I'm just like, yeah, I don't even like some references I, I get. Yeah. Right. But like, they are few. Ooh, no. See, I am, I am made of about 90% references. Yeah. Yeah. I Certainly, know. I'm a byproduct of television and movies and the internet from the 90s and 2000s. So, yeah, uh, that's most of the way that I talk. Anywho, uh, magic on a budget. Um, buy cheap stuff. End of episode. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Go away now. <laughs> no, no. 
No. Uh, nah, so, she's got like a whole bunch of details. So we're going to start the new year off right yeah. and uh, give you like a list of things, yeah. basically. Um, let's, let's go into 2023 and save a little bit of cheddar because it is expensive out there nightmare out there right yeah, now. yeah it is yeah, yeah. It is. yeah it is yeah. and a lot of people are you know looking to either start something new in their craft start new in the craft or just like get some new stuff yeah totally so like this is a great time to do it like new year new me yeah. like yeah. uh 2020 2020 yeah. setting goals and doing doing gym memberships and all that other stuff that people do at the beginning of the new year Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get, don't get me wrong. I was definitely a part of that for a long time. And now I'm just like, what is it? January, I guess. Rock and roll. I'm uh. generally the, uh, <laughs> the notebook slash planner buyer. Yeah. And I just, see, I don't even have to buy yeah. a notebook no more because I have a bunch of blank ones because I'm like, I'm going to start journaling. And then I open up a journal and I'm just like, I don't know how to do this. What are you writing this? Like, what happened today? I remember that. Why do I need to write that shit down? And then I close that and I put it on my shelf and then I forget I had that for like a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. I still have I still have journals like 10 pages filled from when I was in high school. Yeah. I'm just like, filled 10 pages, gave up immediately. I mean, 10 pages is, is a lot. I usually That's get 10 like, days, bro. That's I not even very get far. I like three in, and then I'm like, ooh, I'm yeah. about this. Yeah, most of the time it's my handwriting. Most of the time it's my handwriting. Also, if you're new to us, generally the way these go is that uh, Julie here did a bunch of research and is prepared like an adult, and I am none of those things. So, um... I'm just here for color commentary. I have no clue what we're going to talk about. Most of the time, I'm setting up the camera still asking her, like, what are we talking about today? What's going on right now? Uh, I just edit this stuff. So This is definitely and, one of those days. And, and have a, a vast and, and uncontrolled knowledge of a great many subjects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the only what thing that you... Because, like, normally when we're doing stuff, there's, like, some interesting research stuff that I talk to him about or, like, spells she'll give me, that we sometimes write Sometimes she'll give me a tidbit. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes she gives me a tidbit and then I forget about it. And sometimes she gives me a tidbit. It doesn't make it in the podcast. I don't know why she gave that information to me. It's just like free new shit. Hey, here's a free sample of some shit we don't sell. It's like uh, Nightmare Costco, if you got a Costco around you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this time, all you knew was the title. Uh, so that that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. For Who me, knows? Mostly. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get um, into it. Magic yeah. on a budget. Yeah. So um, you know, you always see these uh, like these like memes or these recommendations, like oh, if you don't have it or if you're broke, rosemary and clear quartz substitute for anything, right? Yeah. Right. I didn't know about rosemary, but clear quartz certainly. I've heard that quartz essentially infinity rock. Uh, yes, yes, but also no. See, the thing about the, I, I, I don't really understand where that just like, nail polish up a quartz. All of a sudden, you got amethyst. From. That's how that works. That's not. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it's not going to work because it might actually work. Yeah, you just but, paint like, a rock, bro. Just don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Take a yard rock, just paint it whatever color you need your rock to be. Bam, magic uh, rock. Actually, that does work, and we're going to talk about that later. Right. Look um, at this. I'm reading ahead and I don't even know how to read. Yeah. Bing bang. That's right. Um, so I don't really know where this idea about Rosemary and Clear Quartz being like the everything started, mm. but it's a relatively like new. I, within, I've definitely like, never within, heard Rosemary like, before. Within like the last five to 10 years. This really? is like.
make a super new I've recommendation. I've always heard that quartz works for everything. Uh, well, clear quartz, uh, the thing about it is, is with correspondences, rosemary and quartz have a lot of associations with them. And clear quartz in particular really kind of does work mm. in just about any sort of spell working because clear quartz works as an enhancer. Mm. So that's not a substitute though, right? And rosemary has a lot of different correspondences for things that it goes with, but it doesn't go for like everything, everything. I mean, sure. if you know the correspondences for it, you can build that into your spell however you want. Sure. Um, you know, so I like think rosemary, rosemary might just be because rosemary goes good in everything as a food dish, and some kitchen witches were just like, well, just tell everybody rosemary is good for everything because it's good with everything. Yeah, but what happens I, if I you mean, don't have any rosemary or clear quartz? Well, clear quartz, that's everywhere i don't know maybe this is just a northern california thing but like i feel like clear quartz is like going to the your front or backyard for like five minutes and you're gonna find some clear quartz I but mean, maybe that's just yes, a hear us but also, thing um yeah. and rosemary who doesn't have rosemary in we, some form we can't grow it so we have to buy it yeah but we always have rosemary yes but if we were ancient people we couldn't just place an order from amazon or like go down to the store for supplies we we wouldn't have rosemary. All ancient people grew was rosemary. Everything was rosemary. Rosemary no, soup, no, rosemary stew. No, it grew everywhere across no, the land. No. It even grew in the oceans no, so the merfolk folk could use it. Everything no, rosemary, no. right? It, Is that actually, how that works? if you want to go with... <laughs> rosemary only came from one place. Actually, like, like everything did. Um, uh, the, the herb that I am aware of, and I could be totally wrong here because I am not like a like a botanist, sure. um, that I have seen pop up in like almost every like land that I have looked at with this stuff is sage. <laughs> well, I so think like sage kind of grows everywhere yeah. or a salvia, which yeah. is a, a, like a big broad family of yeah. plants. I, I was going to say, I think sage grows everywhere because like, oh, what do you got? Like a, like a flavorful leaf. And they're like, yeah, this is our flavorful leaf. And they're like, different kind of sage. Right. Yeah. I think sage is sort of like the like apple thing yes. where like a bunch of shit was called apples that wasn't apples, but we're just going to call them apples kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. I think it's just like we just called like a bunch of shit sage and now the sage family's sort of like a huge mutant family full of uh, full of nonsense. Yes. You know, because yes. like like we grow uh, pineapple sage here. And um, if you only have ever had regular sage, if I gave you a pineapple sage leaf and didn't tell you what it was, you would not label it as a sage like at all. Zero yeah. percent sage, right? And I tell you that you're gonna be like, yeah, it's like a little sagey, but it's like mostly pineapple-y. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? So I think that sage was just like, what is this? Like a, like a big leaf that tastes good? Sage. You know, yeah. I think that's just like an evolution of language thing over anything else. Well, um, sage does have like a pretty large like um, like plant genus to draw from because it's part of the salvia family, which sure. is which also includes the type of plant which is used for like hallucinogenics. But salvia is also a plant, whether or not it is hallucinogenic or like tasty for sage, yeah. is great for pretty butterflies. Certain, pretty, certain, pretty certain I remember that being bad for you. You see like, that I was, a lot. I was in, in high uh, school when that was like a thing. Yeah, and I'm pretty yeah. certain don't you you see that. it a lot in um, in a lot of uh, landscaping stuff out here in California. We oh yeah, it yeah, it's like it's a it's like resistant. a but, it's like a drought resistant butterfly attractor. It makes like pretty flowers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the point is that um, 
ancient people couldn't place an order or sure. just necessarily go to the store. They had to barter or trade or forage or upcycle. They didn't upcycle. have babblers on? No. Or um, craft their own things available to them. Yeah. And, like, that stuff wasn't always available, sure. especially because of, like, seasonality or, you know, like, a level of trade that was just, like, you know, really hard to get. Like, if you lived in the Middle Ages, like, you had to be incredibly wealthy to get something like cinnamon, for instance. Sure, yeah. You know, and that's, like, a one of those really common ones. And if you lived like, you know, somewhere where rosemary didn't grow, like in the far north in Europe or in like Siberia, you wouldn't have rosemary. So you can't really use those. So, um, you know, people just sort of used what was available to them in their place. And sure. that's one of the things that's interesting about like modern, like being a, like a modern witch or a modern. Oh, we got access to pagan. so much stuff. We have bro. access to so many things and yeah. it's really, really cool. Yeah. But also be it careful makes when you're looking up rocks online. Let me tell you how many times I've been like, there's a pretty rock. Maybe I tumble this rock. We have a rock tumbler. Uh, literally because I want to tumble rocks. Every time I've tried to be like, ah, I'm going to tumble all these rocks. I'm going to do something with it. Nope. I just got a big, like a half gallon mason jar sitting on our shelves, like literally right behind the camera. Uh, that's just full of tumbled rocks. Yeah. With no plans in sight. None. You've, just pretty you've made rocks. a couple of them into, like, I've, necklaces. I've made a few into necklaces. I've made a few into candles, like, you know, like, magically charged candles, what with, like, rock, like, homemade, like, home-tumbled rocks and shit yeah. in. But, I think we um, have those in our Etsy shop, too. Uh, I think those have yeah, home-tumbled amethysts. Still, we might still have a few yeah. of those in the Etsy shop, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just like tumbling rocks or whatever. But, like, in, in looking at rocks, you got a lot of people that are just, like nail polishing up rocks or whatever well you know using yeah. using some sort of some sort of science fiction to like make the rocks a color so you're like this is a really pretty rock and then you read the reviews and everybody's just like it's granite on the inside don't believe the lies well not only that a lot <laughs> you know? of rocks are heat treated to get um like better colors like yeah. amethyst and fluorite yeah. are like amethyst citron and fluorite are like particularly like rampant with that yeah. like you heat treat amethyst to make it like a super bright purple yeah and because that's the most desirable color for people to but buy. that also means it fades faster in the sun and it'll cleave easier in the tumbling process. So if you're using like especially bright amethyst or amethyst that you do know is heat treated and you're tumbling it, like um, I use less stones and more plastic buffer. I have these like little plastic recyclable puff buffer beads that I just like reuse. In fact, I've never not reuse them we bought like a one pound bag i have the same handful in my rock tumbler a year and a half later yeah because yeah. <laughs> they don't go bad they're just plastic but they like buffer the fall of the rocks tumbling yeah and that uh helps prevent like softer or like thermally shocked rocks from cleaving into tiny ass bits yeah so a little uh, secret if you're into rock tumbling and you use a rock tumbler. Yeah. yeah I've, done, I've had to do a lot of digging to learn how to not ruin rocks, which you didn't, I didn't think you'd be able to do, but there you go. You know? So um, we have kind of like two main categories of things that we're really going to be talking about today, other than like the spells and the correspondence and stuff. Sure. Um, and one of those is like general thrifty practices that you can embrace. And then another one is uh, low cost incorporations in your practice. Mm -hmm. So um, as far as Principles go. There's a lot of 
a lot of places you can take this. So we, and even for the incorporations, like there's a lot of ideas that you can have. These are just the ideas that I came up with. So I don't have any particular sources for these um, to put into the show notes or anything like that. Um, this is just like stuff that we've experienced like, yeah. and practiced and stuff that like we've seen other people like talk about and stuff. Cause we talk about this like, almost constantly yeah and we may have <laughs> right? forgotten i may have forgotten something completely obvious yeah also. oh and if you so. have a cost saving like a witchy cost saving practice or whatever uh leave it in the comments below share it with the community so we all know how to like like pinch pennies with regard to um you know, access to increasingly greater magic. Yeah, absolutely. So the first principle to embrace is wild crafting. And uh, this can be done for people who live out in the middle of nowhere in the woods and also for people who live in like suburbia and also in like very urban settings in a city. Sure, totally. Wild crafting does not mean you need to be in the wilderness to craft. Yeah, it's, just um, it's just stuff that you're finding yeah. around. If you're going to find and take stuff, Make sure that it's okay for you to do that. Don't take shit from other people's property. Don't take shit from, like, like state and federal land. And right? definitely don't, don't take things take that are illegal. Stuff from the beaches. My God, man. Like, like, out here in California, we've essentially, like, eroded a couple of glass beaches. Yeah. From people taking stuff and shit like that. So, like, make sure that you're doing it on well, not the up we, and up. But, like, people in general. <laughs> Oh, yeah, not us the taking royal stuff. royal Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't been to a glass beach in so long, too. Yeah. But, like, um, yeah. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, people have taken so much glass from glass from some of the glass beaches out here that they're like almost essentially gone yeah now which is like sad because glass beach is beautiful yeah um yeah. but so yeah like be be conscientious uh conscientious yeah yes about um like what you're grabbing and how you're grabbing it um that sort of a thing and if you are taking like plants and stuff Make sure you, one, know what you're actually doing so you're not getting yourself sick. And two, you're, like, allowed to remove that plant. And if you are going to remove it, like, maybe do something nice. Well, and also for three, the there are... We um, plant something. There are some sort of, like, general guidelines that, like, for instance, herbalists use when they're um, taking plants for wildcraft. So you want to, if you are taking plant matter, um, you want to make sure that you're, one, leaving enough so that there's something behind for people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, um, like, dig up the whole bush. Yeah, bro. but also enough so that the so that whatever plant it is can replicate again in the future. Mm. So if you're, like, if you have know of, like, a really cool, like, wild rose bush or something, like, don't take all of the rose hips. Don't take all the roses. Yeah. Like, leave some. Yeah, and if you're taking fiddles from a fiddlehead fern, don't take, like, all the fiddles. Just take, like, a few fiddles or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and if you're curious about that, really the best thing to do is to Google wild herbalism, wild crafting principles, and there are some, like, fairly specific ideas for, like, what that looks like in yeah. case you're not familiar with the plants. Yeah. Um, so wild crafting, definitely there. You can find herbs, you can find rocks, you can find trees, you can find... Like yeah, anything. all kinds of uh, stuff. Yeah, I, I follow Flowers, a guy on uh, TikTok dirt. who uh, gathers moss for, he has like a couple of sheds that are like moss covered roofs. And they're like, he takes like big pieces of moss from his property. 
Um, but he always like leaves enough moss behind that it can grow back within a year or two, uh, like to cover the same volume that he's taking. And he just like patchworks it together on his roof. Yeah. So that way um, he's not having to like demolish the moss in a specific area or whatever. Yeah, Generally so... moss that's fallen from a tree during a storm is also like perfectly fine. Oh, sure. Say. Yeah. If you're going to get like, you know, whatever um, if you live in a more is. like suburban or urban setting, like there are many times that like plants that you would be particularly interested in are used as landscaping. Yep. Um, yep. And that's a great I, one. I have like, a very specific story of wanting um, uh, weeping willow for, um, for uh, a craft that I was doing and um, there were some weeping willow trees in like a nearby park and I waited like six months for winter to come after I had like decided exactly what I wanted to do waited like six months for winter to come and the first big storm that hit the uh, that hit the town or the city um, I, I was just like ah the storm's happening uh, I'm gonna wait until morning I went out at like like, like super early in the morning uh, after the storm and just drove into the like parking lot that was surrounded by these willow trees and I was able to pick up a big branch just off the ground yeah, as like deadfall off the tree. And, and that's what I used to craft, uh, my first rune set was, yeah. was, was deadfall, uh, or storm fallen, uh, willow. Yeah. And that's something that's definitely available in an urban as well as a suburban setting. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. A lot of landscaping, particularly at like stores and stuff like, uh, like around you can parking find... areas is like primo deadfall. Yeah. You, know you can find, uh, like lilies and, uh, salvia, like sages, um, and a variety of like colored blooms mm-hmm. in like pretty much any landscaped like shopping center uh in in like all of california from oh what totally I've seen. totally, totally uh, yeah. so you know there's a ton of stuff there there's also like little odds and ends that you'll like find on the street you know maybe somebody dropped a particularly nice colored bottle cap yeah. or a variety of things i do yeah. not recommend digging through the trash though lots oh, of dangerous things don't, in the yeah trash. don't do that don't do that but the people people drop stuff and plants drop stuff I'm very pro deadfall. I, I would rather not like cut something off a tree or a bush yeah. or something. So I just wait until like, if I know what I want, I'll just keep an eye out for it as deadfall. And inevitably you're going to find it within like a couple of months, you know, six months dead max. It's just yeah. the nature of like nature. Yeah. Also like landscaping rocks yeah. too. Yeah. Totally, um, so that's totally. certainly something. Um, another thing that you can do besides wild crafting is upcycling. So if you already have something that you think is particularly like, oh, I don't really have anything to do with this, but it's a, of some sort of like mystical nature or could be used for something like maybe it's a jar or it's uh, like an old t-shirt that has like a rainbow color or something along those lines. A lot of stuff can be upcycled. In fact, a lot of stuff on our altars are upcycled. We have a lot of like weird upcycled things that we've had around the house and then just sort of make it onto our altar for doing stuff. Yeah. Um, If If you have like flowers, like if you're a flower person and you got like a bouquet or what have you, you can always like wait until that bouquet is like starting to like wilt and age a little bit and then just like hang hang a couple of those roses upside yeah. down let them dry out hey now you got rose petals whether you're going for like the like the um correspondences of rose specifically or you're just going with the correspondences of the colors of that petal yeah 
you yeah. know? Or like a deity that particularly likes roses. Like yeah, you've got a totally. lot of options totally, there with totally. upcycling. A lot of holiday things can be upcycled. So oh, you can upcycle yeah. a lot of like Christmas stuff. Like they have those like ornament balls that can be upcycled and a variety of other like Christmas decor, like shiny, pretty um, like things. Yeah. Uh, as well as like definitely Halloween stuff. So much Halloween stuff. Yeah. But really any holiday has a bunch of things that you can take and upcycle. Yeah. Uh, like one... Uh, uh, one thing that's really cool that you can kind of do with upcycling is um, uh, Lunar New Year is coming up. And one of the customs for Lunar New Year, and we talk a little bit more about this in Imbolc 102, um, is uh, like giving away money and like little red envelopes. And because those are like money envelopes and they signify luck, you can always give those out. But you can also keep one for yourself and kind of turn it into like a little spell jar. But it's yeah, like totally. a little packet. Totally, Instead of totally. having like a big like money bowl on your altar, you can sure. have it be like a little money envelope. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Uh, there's also um, smart splurging. So the thing that's tough about any like be like you spend less money kind of tips is it's all like, yeah. don't buy that latte or that avocado toast. Oh my and that gosh. is yeah. uh, absolutely not a thing that I, we're going to tell I, you. I, I, don't, I don't know about outside of California, but in here, Every time I hear somebody, it's just like, well, you know, you guys spending all this money on avocados. And I'm like, bro, avocados are cheap as dirt out here, A. And I know that that's just like a flex because we live in California and we produce a shitload of avocados. Yeah. So we get them cheap here. But it's like, B, if I want fucking avo toast, I'm going to cut somewhere else, right? Like, just because, yeah. just because some rich ass hat, like, doesn't eat... He doesn't drink soda to save money on soda. Well, if you want soda, and that's your thing, drink soda and cut somewhere else, right? Yeah. Like, not everybody needs to follow the, like, I, I, I rather loathe the, like, this rich guy does this thing. So if you want to be rich, you should do the same thing. That's just correlation. Don't, e don't equal causation, exactly. my guys. This, this is bad logic. It's Bad There's also a lot of like socioeconomic oh, and yeah, income yeah. inequality kind yeah. of things tied into that, and yeah. that is for a whole other episode. I got an, I got an got hour bit of... just on bootstraps. Let me yeah. tell you how wrong that shit is. He does. He does. Uh. Um, so anyway, <laughs> smart splurging, right? So it's just like it's it's just like it's just like that basically. Like pick like save up for something or add a category in your household budget um, for and or personal budget for your magic stuff this is a great way to make sure that you've always got the money for the magical stuff that you want to do yeah. because practicing magic for the most part um is going to cost you money now there are different methods of magic um and different types of magic and different ways to do your magic that could be less expensive or literally not use anything like chaos magic which yeah. p.s we're going to talk about later this year in a deep dive yep. um but this is a great way to make sure that you've always got that stuff you want to have a fancy book or you want to get nice candles or whatever it is um so have that in your budget but also choose one thing that you love to splurge on and go low cost on everything else. So maybe your deal is like bath salts or like a fancy candle. These are definitely my deals. Um, so like that's the thing that I splurge on and then I go low cost on everything else. Incense, I get that dirt cheap at the Asia Mart. Are uh, we talking about rocks? I use only the ones that we've tumbled. Like I generally do not buy rocks. Yeah. Um, although I do like rocks. Unless we're traveling because if we travel literally anywhere at all, even the smallest distance and they have a bits and bobs odds and ends magical uh, adjacent shop
shop full of rocks and shit. Man, every time I go in there, I gotta buy a rock. I'm very, yeah. I'm, I'm a crow. <laughs> you, are, I'm a, I'm yes. a raven. Every time I'm just like, I don't know. Look at this fucking shiny rock. Do I have twelve of these at home? Yes. Do I care? Not even a little bit. I'm buying this rock. Yeah. Most of the time, Julie's like, you get one rock, and I'm just like, I'm an adult. I can get more than one rock. And of course, the person behind the counter, I imagine, is just like, oh, look at this lady bringing this, uh, bringing this idiot in. What's, what's he, why is he arguing about rocks? You know. Um, but uh, well, no, we each choose one for ourselves, and then we get one general team, rock. team rock, team rock, yeah, House one rock. team rock. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, and like for us, like we go through an inordinate number of candles because we have candles going on all the time. Uh, so to save money, I just started making my own candles. Yeah. It's way cheaper. Absolutely. So I just make my own candles. I have all of the stuff to do like dip candles, to do pour candles, like in a shape. I can do like rolled beeswax candles. Like I've got all of the tech. Yeah. I've got like five different kinds of wick. Uh, we collect all of our like knobs, like wax knobs. We have a whole drawer. We have of a them. whole drawer just it's of like bits. It's a lot of wax. It's a lot. Um, but like once or twice a year, I'll do the like. All right, well, it's time for us to stock up on just like dumb like tube candles or whatever. And so I will like melt all these candles down and then pour them through a fine, pour the wax through a fine sieve to remove the bits of wick or the little metal bottoms for the wicks or, or whatever weird debris yeah, ends up rocks, in it. Yeah. Clumps of glitter um yeah or whatever herbs if we like decided to roll a candle in herbs or what have you and I'll like filter all that stuff out and then just like pour like a bunch of candles. I'll spend like two days making candles. Yeah. And then yeah. we've got enough candles to last like a year. We'll just circle wait wait until they all get real low yep. and then we'll just do it again. You know? Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways to save money, but, like, if your thing is candles, splurge on candles. If your thing is tarot decks, like, wait until you can afford it, but then, like, like if you have it budgeted to every, you know, once or twice, three times, four times a year, go go out and buy a new tarot deck, like, go out and buy a new tarot deck. But, like, you know, budget for it. Be, like, con- conscientious about yeah, it. Yeah, but also allow yourself space and allow yourself grace. Yeah. Because while your thing may be fancy candles, if you go and you see this, like, absolutely perfect, like, statuette for your altar or this, like, beautiful, perfect crystal, like, allow yourself to get that in lieu of one of your fancy things. Oh, sure, Or totally. you, that's what your budget is for. So smart yeah. splurging. Smart splurging. Definitely a thing because when you cut yourself too low and you don't have anything that you really love to splurge on, it creates this like scarcity mindset which causes you to want to buy more later, right? So it's like, I'm super broke. We don't have any money until payday. We can't buy anything. But then when payday comes, you've been denying yourself and depriving yourself so much that you're like, oh, my God, we're going to go out and we're going to get this breakfast and then we're going to have lunch and then we're going to pick up dinner on our way home and we're going to pick up a bunch of stuff. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to create a scarcity mindset. And this is coming both from like practical and personal experience, as well as I have previously worked with people about how to get their finances budgeted to get them onto like a better financial track. Also, no, I do not do that anymore. I'm happy to give tips, but I will, but I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So smart splurging, definitely a great thing. Um, Also, if you are smart splurging or even not, try to buy from local small businesses and farmers markets. Um, Going local is not only a great way to spend your money, but is also a great way to 
find things less expensive than you may find them somewhere else. So like, for instance, we live in an area where there are multiple places where you can get obsidian. Mm -hmm. And obsidian is not necessarily prevalent everywhere, but it's particularly inexpensive where we live if we're buying it from local sources. But if we're buying it from a large source, we're now paying more money for it. So always look to local, always look to small when you can help support people in your community because it keeps that money local and it helps everybody around there. Also, you have a chance to get to know people, yeah. get in special well, and deals. It, it ties your practice back to the local land. Like if if you eat a bunch of vegetables and yeah. you're like, uh, like you have a local CSA box, uh, then like get your like get a local CSA box and you can use those herbs for like magical practices and stuff. You know? Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. Um, and also, um, you know, from an from an uh, ecological perspective. Be careful about dollar and discount stores. They do have a lot of really great things in them. And I am definitely not going to tell you not to shop there, but just be careful about it yeah. because discount and dollar stores and buying things in bulk on like Wish or AliExpress or any of those kind of yeah. things. Heck, even Amazon. Even Amazon. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of plastic associated with it and microplastics are definitely becoming a larger problem. Uh, But also a lot of these companies may not have great business practices. And if that's something that is an important feature to you, then that really only proves going small and local even more. Um, But in addition to that, there are some things that are definitely not recommended to buy from discount stores because of the materials that they are made from. And that's not just plastics. Like, um, for instance, there are a lot of discount stores that have uh, have been found to have large amounts of lead in their makeup. Um, there are a couple of store brands that you commonly see at, at like a shopping mall, as well as some like larger name discount stores and off brands that have lead levels in their makeup. And sometimes that's even like geared towards children. That is absolutely like, it's not toxic, in the short run, but if it's continually used in the long run, it creates really big long-term problems. So it's definitely something to be careful about with these, uh, you know, with doing all these shopping things, uh, because you never know what you're going to get. So the best choice here is if you're planning on doing a bunch of like buying stuff, do your homework on it because otherwise you might regret it. (laughs) Um, now the next, also, on the, like, the thing that you're buying might be not as good as the thing that you want it to be. Oh, are you going to take my seat, Hella? Is that how this is going to work? Hella, no, Yeah, we're look not at friends. this little dog. Hella, she Hella, took your seat. Hella, we're not friends. You, you went away. Go. She's my new co-host now. Hella, you have to go. Stop being Hella, a come dog. Come on, honey. Stop being come a on, dog. Come on, Stop being come a on. dog. There you go. Okay, that's a dog. Dog so interruption, dog interruption. So much for a new co-host. Uh, like, like, like I was saying earlier about the like quartz that are miscolored and stuff like that. You can uh, chemically, it's it's called chemical deposition. You can uh, like how you make uh, glasses with like a fit like um, UV filter on it. It's a chemical deposition. Uh, you can chemically deposit color onto stone, which will make it like essentially you wouldn't be able to tell that that stone isn't the color that it is. Yeah. But like. 
and uh, like this is just one of those things that like I've had to deal with like kind of digging through the weeds on a little bit whereas like sometimes you're buying a thing and it's like oh it's it's this rock but in fact it's a different stone that just has a chemical deposition on it to shift its color in the direction that they're trying to convince you that that's what kind of stone it is or it's or, been used or you're buying beeswax dye. that isn't beeswax another thing like like uh for our for our Etsy shop we buy like incredibly local business um beeswax yeah like like nearby business sort of beeswax for our for the beeswax in our shop as well as for the beeswax and like my candles and stuff like that um and it's because there is a problem with uh some places making beeswax candles that only have a small fraction of beeswax yeah. or nose or no nose beeswax jesus or no beeswax and then like <laughs> a gentle honey scent added after the fact and then if you're trying to use like beeswax for like a craft think about the way that i look at it is like i i think of magic as food like you should look at the magical items that you're using with the same scrutiny as you would the food that you're you're putting in your face yeah. right because like you don't want to eat something that looks pretty but is in fact one of them transforming cheeseburgers from the 80s from mcdonald's it, it's a fun toy but it's not food yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying and again so like that's just we're not telling you things. don't shop at places we're not telling you what Shh. to do dude i definitely have gotten some stuff from the bloody dollar general or whatever it's called yeah but like for the most part you know tr try and w work on making informed decisions um it's certainly going to prevent you from having to spend bonus money on shit you didn't you, you, you could have got only one time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the last one in this category uh, of like general sort of uh, practices, and this is something that I would really love to do, is to start a collective where you can share things with other witchy folk. Mm. So um, like if maybe if you have a bunch of like a, an item mm -hmm. or maybe you had like a bumper crop of yarrow this year or we live in an area where something is Plentiful. Like we live in an area where serpentine jade, which is used for visualization and cleansing and abundance, where redwood for protection and grounding and strengthening bonds and bladder rack, which is a particular type of seaweed. Um, so that's for like protection, ocean magic and money. Like we live in a place where those are absolutely abundant. Oh yeah, like everywhere. I mean, there's a bunch of other things that are abundant yeah. here too, but specifically those. Um, but like maybe you don't live in an area where those are abundant, but we do. Um, Excuse me, or maybe you've really been wanting like orris root for a self love bay. spell. Bay is a great example, and you can't like, find it, bro. We never have to buy bay ever, ever again. Not even bloody ones. We couldn't. We could not consume enough bay personally to affect any of the multiple number of bay trees we have on our property. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so it's one of those things where it's like, like if we have a grand access to bay and somebody else has a grand access to something else. Yeah. Right. A little, a little, uh, a little trading, a little whatever. I mean, I, you know, honestly, what I would love to get to, and I know people have done it, and I know there's a way to do it, and. Uh, one day I will set it up and we will figure out the bloody details. Uh, but like, you know, those like local book libraries. Yeah. You know, I would love to do something like that for trading books like within our community. Yeah. Uh, with regard to like magical books. I have like a bunch of magical books. Heck, sometimes I accidentally have two or three of a magical book. Yeah. Because I forget things. Um, but, uh, like, that's a great example of, like, oh, have you, like, if you haven't read this, well, here, I'll just, like, mail it to you, read it, and then just, like, mail it back. Yeah, but, I mean, the same you know? thing works with, like, 
stones and herbs and all of those other kind of magical things. And I would absolutely love to go to a place where we have the ability to like do a collective like that, where it's just, you know, it's local or it's by mail. Like it's only costs a little bit of money to send something first class mail. And it might be considerably less than buying it yourself. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that is another cool thing that can be done. I'm sure there are witchy collectives out there, but um, I did not find any specifically when uh, I was looking for it. I would imagine that if you live in an area where there are enough people of a similar mindset to you, where within you can create a quote-unquote coven, for a lack of better words, um, I would imagine within that coven, sharing is caring Mm -hmm. with regard to like access to supplies and things like that. Um, having not been a part of one of those, I don't know, but I've also like, like, like I've worked at a business where like every fall people are just bringing in like grocery bags and like milk crates full of vegetables. And it's like, Oh, I grew a bunch of tomatoes this year. So I'm just going to bring all my tomatoes in. Like I remember one year, uh, uh, dad and I had spaghetti squash coming out the bloody wazoo because our spaghetti squash tried to take over our entire house. And, um, so, like, I just brought a bunch of them to work, and I got to, like, effectively trade uh, spaghetti squash for, like, giant zucchinis and, like, fresh tomatoes and, like, things like yeah. that. So, like, even if it's not necessarily magical, like, it, you can still do that sort of, like, like local uh, or, like social group trading of like goods and stuff. Yeah. And that's good. That is going to save money because you know, I'm even just within like my family, the stuff that we can grow here at my house is so different than the stuff that my dad can grow at his house or my sister can grow at her house that like, we always, we like, like we, like we always talk in the spring, like, Oh, we're going to grow this and you're going to grow this and you're going to grow this or whatever. So that way we're never, we're not double dipping when we don't need to, but also so that way, like if somebody needs something, we can, you know, Oh, well I'll give you this and you bring me this. Or like, if like I can, you know, I'm good at like brewing beer and meat and stuff like that. And you know, we've got other people in the family who can make like other stuff. Um, you know, like tinctures and extracts and shit like that. Yeah. So, so like that, that community sort of nature to things is, is incredibly beneficial. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving on to low cost incorporations for your practice. Yeah. Um, we're just going to talk about a few categories of things. So first up is, I know what you mean crystals. by incorporate, but like every time I hear that word, I'm just like, what are we talking about? Businesses here? No. We're talking about not. crystal businesses. Yeah. Crystal business. Yeah. Crystal business. We're talking it's about like, the, we're talking is, about that, the, is that an MLM? No, we're business? talking about the crystal method. Mm, no, we're not. I made a reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great reference. I'll allow it. I, it was the only one I had um, <laughs> for that moment. So crystals. Um, instead of like buying crystals, unless that's like obviously your thing, yeah. if it is, definitely disregard this or use this in... in or kind um, of regard it. Gently regard it. Yeah, gently regard it. Um, use rocks that you found locally. Um, use color magic correspondences or spend time with the rocks that you found to get a better understanding of their energy. Um, or as John said, uh, go ahead and get a rock painted a color you want. Yeah. Yeah. It don't even have to be a, a fancy rock to begin with. If it's just like a dope shape, um, you can paint it like just like acrylic paint, nail polish. Like it doesn't have to be fancy. You can just go to the craft store, get that like Roy G. Biv, 
bloody craft yeah. craft paint set, and then just like paint whatever rock you want. Like a very common thing that I see, like kind of all over, and so much so that it's not even like a magical practice thing. Is like when you have like you know, already got like rocks in their yard, like just like big. Hey, here's a bunch of rocks around like the base of a tree or some bullshit, right? Like you could just paint those a pretty color. Yeah. Right. That's around here. That is really common. It's and very and not common. even like a magical yeah. thing. It's just people are like, well, I want these rocks purple. Psh, spray paint or brush paint on purple. Drawn symbols or circles or whatever on it. You can also, uh, again, if you have access to this stuff or it's something else that you're doing, uh, I have some rocks that are like nice that I essentially just like melt wax onto. Oh yeah. And because the, the wax is colored, you know, I'll use a purple candle or a black candle or a pink candle or a red candle or whatever the heck. And allows you to, like, stick stuff in it. While yeah, and it lets you stick, warm. like, the littler rocks, because they're cheaper, <laughs> into the wax while it's warm. And then you have, like, a pretty, like, pile of stuff. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to call that. Which is candle adjacent idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, like, if, like, whenever I'm vibing that it's time to change, you could just use, like, a heat gun. You know, and like a pair of like safety gloves, like be safe. You're working with hot shit for obvious reasons. Yeah. Don't, don't put rocks in fire. I, I cannot stress this enough. Rocks will sometimes explode in fire. So don't put rocks in fire. But like a heat gun is a great way to clear wax off a rock. Or um, frankly, you could just scrape it off. <laughs> uh, I use a flathead screwdriver for that. Just like the old worn out flathead screwdriver in my toolkit. Uh, I just use that to scrape wax off of stuff sometimes yeah. or, or whatever. So like be safe with it. But that's a great way to essentially constantly repaint your rock in quotes um, without like having to like use some sort of like a paint remover or do anything like that. You're just like, you know, like think of it like uh, stickers for from the DMV on your car. Yeah. Right. You just layer up different colors of wax while you're working on it. And then at some point in time, it's concerningly thick. So you just like scrape all that off. Start with new colors of wax. Yeah. I do that all the time. I've had the same flat rock for like years. Yeah. It was just like a flat rock that I found one day. And it's like it's like this big. It was like, you know, good size, four inches or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, perfect. That's that's my new putting candles and rocks on it rock. Yeah. You know, heck, there's even like the the lid the stem of a pumpkin that like perfectly preserved on a pumpkin we had like it's the end of the season we're just gonna like put that shit in the chicken coop and then like no, that one that is the gift from the fae that that we well, talk that about one, this? that one we that one we found no, just we talk about out this there, bro. all the time that was a gift from the fae and every time you forget yeah. but i remember they were thanking you for something probably leaving pumpkins out <laughs> Because we, we upcycle all of our pumpkins in yeah. the food. Now, you can also look up correspondences for um, rocks and also, like, herbs um, that you already have. So, like, yeah, for instance... in your area. Or in your possession. Yeah. So, like, for instance, a lot of people have amethyst. It's a very popular stone. Most people think of it as being for protection or love. Mm. Uh, but amethyst is also used for increasing spiritual awareness, for calming, repelling negative vibrations, for happiness... Um, dream magic, it's for stability, fertility, and also eloquence. So <laughs> you can see that it's used for like a ton of things. So perhaps you have something in mind and you already have something and you just didn't realize that that correspondence is there for it. Peek, peek behind the curtain of chaos magic for me. Um, I just genuinely and always have loved amethyst and I use amethyst in magical practice. I have never once looked up its correspondences. 
at all. <laughs> I have no clue. I know that it's like a common one. No clue at all. I just learned like a whole bunch of shit about amethyst. <laughs> it's just because I love the color purple. It is essentially involved in like almost everything that I own has some small amount of purple on it. Um, and amethyst is like a pretty purple rock. That's like essentially the end of my thought process there. It's like, I love this rock. It's pretty good enough for magic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I use amethyst in fucking literally everything. Literally dude. everything. Yeah. Yes. I always have little flakes of amethyst in like any of my spell jars yeah. or like yeah. candle spells or anything like that. Yeah. I just always use it. Yeah. Well, and you can do the same thing with herbs too. So yeah. oh, like, totally. you know, they have a tons of correspondences. So for like herbs, rosemary. Uh, yeah. Also taking it back. Yeah. Also <laughs> look up the correspondences for the herbs and spices that you already have. So yeah. a lot of herbs you can find in your kitchen. Um, so it's if you're trying to do, yeah. So if you're trying to do a particular spell <laughs> and it's calling for Angelica for protection, um, use basil. Or acorns. They work just as well. Those also mean protection. Yeah. And like a billion other herbs for protection. We actually yeah. have a show that's on protection that you can listen to. An episode. Like intro to yeah. Protection yeah. Magic. Yeah. So um, we've got correspondences in there that you can reference for that. Yeah. A, 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 a good idea for like herbs or... I would almost go so far as to change the category of herbs to just like plant material. Yeah. Um, Is that like, you know, what trees do you have around you? And what with their leaves fall off during the fall? All right, well, sup it at? What are those? Right? Like, yeah. for us, we obviously have, like, a bunch of redwoods. They don't... I mean, they drop needles all the time, but that's it's a different story. Uh, they're, they're green forever. But, like, at, like, we've got, like, oak, and we've got maple, and we've got bay, and we've... Well, bay does not drop leaves. I mean, bay leaves. doesn't drop leaves, neither. No, yeah. yeah. It's just so a we've got, like, a bunch of stuff yeah. locally, you know. So you can also, like, grow your own things, too, if there's something in particular that you want for something. But, like, I remember being, like, a young witch in the, like in like the nineties and looking at like when witchcraft. I was a yeah. young witch. I'm yeah. Sorry, I when to, I was I uh, my bad. Yeah. A, a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the so dawn I, of civilization. I remember like looking at these like witchy catalogs. I'm looking at you, Pyramid Collection and Llewellyn. Um, and going like, oh man, all this stuff is so cool, but like I can't afford this. And also this was the nineties. What am I gonna do? Write a check? I'm like fifteen. Yeah. Um <laughs> and nobody write no checks no more. It's the future. Yeah, that's for sure. Um <laughs> I only have to write like a couple a year and it is an absolute mess every yeah. time. Do you I mean, remember writing like those big pretend checks in school so they could teach you how to write checks? I no. vividly remember I, I think did about not this. Learn I think about this regularly i remember the like at some point in time in like elementary school they're like you're gonna have to learn how to balance a checkbook so here's a pretend checkbook and we're gonna have like a bunch of pretend transactions happen i have to learn how to write these like big dumb like like kids have bad handwriting and low dexterity checks and the whole time i was like i'm never gonna do this i'm never gonna balance a checkbook I'm never gonna write a check and i'm the balancing a checkbook is just because i'm irresponsible uh and have somebody who's better at that than me um but uh yeah i refuse to write checks no. i will I, hand, uh, I will hand no. a person an egregious amount of cash before i write them a check i, I hate um, checks I did it's not, a stupid system i did not learn that stuff until i literally worked in banking like i know oh, how to really? write a check before i worked in banking oh yeah no, like, we, we like yeah. got taught that stuff it's they're just like this is gonna be forever That's very rare checks are immortal <laughs> <laughs> That's very rare. Statistically, across the U.S., only 14% of people are taught how to balance a checkbook in school. What? Oh, my God. That shit was forced on me in, like, 
two different schools in and like that was like years. a study that was done in like 2011 Whoa. so it's less now than it was then Whoa. um well that so, explains yeah. a bunch of problems anyway i remember looking at these like catalogs for all this like cool witchy stuff when i was younger and just being like oh my gosh all this stuff is so cool like where like mandrake root i should totally get mandrake root but then i'm like Ooh, sounds fancy bro like what am i how am i gonna pay for that and stuff so like instead of instead of using the thing that like all these like very weirdly specific like at the time wicca spells and i'm not calling out wicca it's just that was really the only like the information ones, the one, available the ones in the that 90s were presented to her, um yeah. you know all these like very specific spells you had to have like these very specific things and i was just like i don't have that so that's why i started creating correspondences yeah. is because yeah. i was like a, a broke closeted witch yeah yeah that's, <laughs> ex- that's exactly stuff. what drove me to the like to the like uh you know uh, uh cosmic shores of of chaos magic yeah was just like oh man this would be dope oh there's like a bunch of steps and all this shit costs a bunch of money no nah, i'm not gonna do any of that i'm just gonna wing it and just do the stuff that i want to do a la including amethyst and everything also if you're doing herbs uh tip get your herb get those like like Instead of going, like, if you're going to the grocery store and you're always buying whatever, Majorman, Rosemary, Basil for, like, magic or what have you, yeah. then, like, yeah, I said Majorman. You heard me. <laughs> um, <laughs> this the herb that I don't know what it is. Um, go to, like, it's a Marjoram. Marjoram. I'm going to go with Majorman. Um, <laughs> Marjoram? That's, you can't believe that it's not butter. No, that's not what that is. It's the same thing, yeah. I mean, some, you can believe it's not butter. It's gross, so don't worry. Um, but, uh, go to like your local nursery, whatever the system that you have for your nursery and just like get that plant in spring, like early when your nursery has it available. Uh, most of the time it's a hardware store of a Borg like consistency. Um, and, uh, they like that'll last all summer, right? You can keep it in a windowsill. You can keep it, like, generally kitchen windows are, like, the best well-lit windows in your house. So keep it in, like, your kitchen window that you have access to it all the time, as well as fresh herbs for your food, which just makes your food taste, like, way-ass better. Yeah. Um, Or you can just, like, put it outside or whatever. And that's great if you're, like, an apartment witch and you live in, like, a big city, so you can't have, like, a proper garden or whatever. Yeah. That nonsense is. Um, and also, if you're a look at city gardens. Pagan, uh, we yeah. know a bunch of people who live in San Francisco who are like members of a city garden like co-op where everybody just kind of like donates time to the garden and they get vegetables, like produce, as well as access to like herbs and stuff like that. Yeah. And as you involve yourself in that community, you'll be able to gain access to uh, like increasingly large amounts of like fresh herbs and fresh vegetables and things that you can use for your practice, whether it's for color or flavor or for like a particular correspondent. Yeah. You may also have someone that lives near you that you can kind of like co-op garden with. Like when I was younger, there was a, a an older lady who was like quite frail who really loved having a garden but didn't really have like the ability to tend it and um, my family would come over and we would help her tend her garden so that in the winter time we could prune a few uh branches off of her pine tree to use uh in lieu of a christmas tree because we were too broke for for, for like, a whole, for like a whole Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Yeah, so, yeah, totally, like, there's totally. a lot of things that you can do for that. So yeah. there's a lot of ways that you can do herbs. Um, but definitely look to your spice rack before you look to the store. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so next up is books. So um, there's tons of books out there. 
my, my, my people. Um, so like, obviously you can look at buying books at the thrift store or, you know, like, uh, eBay, that sort of thing. Um, but also don't forget about free resources. So you can find lots of occult books at the library, mm -hmm. um, in either a recult or occult, an occult <laughs> section, the religion section, and even the mythology section. You can find a lot of interesting pieces there. Different libraries are organized in slightly different ways, and larger ones will have more categories, whereas smaller ones will have less categories. So, you know, um, definitely check that out. And if you are concerned about being there in person to um, check them out, some libraries have apps, so you don't even have to physically go into them. Uh, and if you don't mind going in in person, um, some libraries let you order books from nearby branches if they don't have it there like actually physically um this this dog Hello? is just like walking on the couch behind us what are Hello, you doing what are you doing honey yeah just like yeah down. are you just honey did you just make even... a bunch of bad decisions you just made bad decisions didn't you you yeah. thought there was gonna be you're up there you're there. up there now that's for you this is yeah. okay welcome to earth bro all right yeah. well for those of you watching YouTube, that was that was fun. That's yeah. only one of our three monsters. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> you can also use free internet um, archives. Um, so there's archive.org, which we talked about in our Yule 103 episode, and, and that's just archive.org, the internet archives. Um, there's also the esoteric archives. That's esotericarchives.com. And then there's also sacred-texts. Dot com that you can find lots of PDF and HTML versions of um, magical and devotional type books. Yeah. They are totally free. I believe you can donate to them if you want to. Um, you can also find a ton of information on Wikipedia, but that can sometimes be sort of hard to sort through. Um, and we'll have links to those three websites in the um, show notes uh, and the description so yeah. that you can um, access them. So you yeah. can get tons of stuff yeah. there. There's, there's also a lot of sites where people have like essentially gathered information with uh, various degrees of of like citability, you know. And oh, there you go. You figured there it out. There we go. She found um, it. But uh, so like definitely... I enjoy doing this when preparing for like a ritual or a blot. Uh, what do you call those? Sabbath. Sabbath or a Sabbath or anything like that. It's just like kind of give your, you know, book 30 minutes to an hour of internet time in your life to just dive in and see what you can find. I have found uh, several resources that are like definitely not like A1 fresh resources, but like, you know, what? I like the way this person talks about this thing and like their information sort of like vibes with everything else that I'm seeing, but it's presented in a faster for me to search to find that thing that I vaguely remember sort of a way. Yeah. So like I'll use those. Um, uh, there's a lot of practices out there that have individual websites where they're saying like, Oh, like this is how we practice this particular thing. Like here's our stuff. You know, you can always use that for, like, information yeah. or what have you. Um, and also, you know, if you're listening to us, that should give you a bit of a clue. Um, YouTube and podcasts, it's not just us. Yeah. There are a ton of YouTubers and a fair amount of podcasts out there that do, like, and talk about this occult stuff. And we're all finding different stuff, man. Yeah. You know, there are some of these YouTubers out there that are practicing, like, similar craft. And, and they're they're finding shit that I've never even heard of before. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And if you're thinking about more along the lines of a book for yourself, like a grimoire or a book of shadows, first of all, we have an episode on that. So definitely listen to that. That's Spellcrafting 102, Mm -hmm. Book of Shadows. I did not write down any episode numbers for this, uh, for any of this stuff. So you guys just get to guess. Um, So um, I am a person who is like, ah, it is a new year. It is time for me to buy the notebook that will solve everything, TM. Uh, <laughs> ah, notebook solves everything TM. Yeah, I got many of those, bro. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that you can kind of like handle this. So my first thing is don't buy an expensive one um, because it's going to be really hard for you to want to be in a place to fill it with things because what if you make a mistake? Gasp. Um, even though it's so beautiful, either just start writing in it. Do not care. Just yeah. move along or um, try decorating a less expensive notebook or leave it plain if you're a closeted um uh, a closeted witch. Um, you can also buy a moderately expensive one with tons of pages instead of like a bunch of tiny ones. You may already have notebooks or sketchbooks around you. Um, you know, def- the answer here is not don't buy anything, but don't buy the hundred and twenty dollar hand tooled Ita- leather Italian book. leather. I mean, like, listen, if you're with all, handmade if, pages if, if you're, with herbs, if in you're it, crushing grimoires all day unless long, unless that's your splurge. like rock and roll, do it, bro. A hundo pasundo. If that's I your love splurge, seeing do it. these Get people it. who do that, it's like scrapbookers. It's a it's an amount of willpower that just does not exist within me. Every time I think, ah, oh, scrapbooking stuff would be great for a grimoire and or, or whatever, and I'll, like, buy a bunch of supplies, and then inevitably I give up within a few minutes. Yeah. Because I'm just like, it's not perfectly aligned. That's, that's why our Book of Shadows pages are done digitally. And even those, half the time I'm like, eh, it turned out all right. And Julie or, like, my brother-in-law or, like, my dad or somebody else will be like, this is awesome, bro. And I'm just like, uh, is it, though? Uh, <laughs> Because I'm, like, not that person, man. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah. Uh, you know what I use often for a grimoire backslash art book because I inevitably just sort of blend the two together? Um. Is just, like, a spiral ring binder. Oh, I just yeah. use, like, a... I write on draft paper because I hate lined paper. You have, paper. like, a spiral I'm, notepad. I'm, I'm pretty deranged about lined paper. Uh, I, I think the lines are too big on all of it. Uh, but I use blank pages on a spiral rim notepad if it's small enough. Or um, if it's a little bit bigger, I'll use a spiral rimmed uh, graph paper. Just because I, I've been writing on graph paper since I was, like, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those kids. But, uh, yeah, I use graph paper for that. You know, yeah. and fill those. It's way, In fact, I'm more likely to fill and use a graph paper notebook than I am one of the, uh, like, even within my site, too. And I know I have, like, three or four more on the bookshelf over there. Uh, leather-bound notebooks that I have that are all, like, five pages deep and the rest are blank. Yay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, big plans. Big plans. Big plans. Yeah. Big plans. yeah, big plans. Of course, you can also not use a physical book at all, and you can use uh, an app on your phone. And if you are using an app, try to find out if you really enjoy it and if you're going to use it before you pay any like fees associated with the app. Like if it's a one-time purchase, kind of whatever. But a lot of those things are yearly subscriptions oh, now. yeah, it's so and, dreadful. And um, those really pile up, and those are easy ways to just burn money that you're not using. It's like that gym membership you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Definitely you can use an app on your phone um, or uh, like a website. Like you could create a private Instagram or Pinterest account yeah. um, or something along those lines and you can have it or so that it's only for you. create a whole 
website and just keep it private. Yeah, absolutely. Or, heck, honestly, if you're going to do that, you can use, like, Word documents, Excel documents. I have definitely, like, I write all of my rituals in Word mm-hmm. because I, I can't, my handwriting is, like, a nightmare. I can read it, but nobody else can. So I don't write, <laughs> I don't write shit down. Um, in fact, my handwriting's better when I write in runes than it is when I write in, like, the language, the written language that I write and read. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, like, I type everything. I just have, like, hundreds and hundreds of Word documents and Excel documents and Photoshop files and all that kind of stuff on my computer organized in the definitely not the right way to organize things organizational system that I use. And that's my magical thing, which is why, like, we talked about this in our Technomancy episode, um, where, like, I use the computer as my grimoire more often than not, either the computer or the app on my phone. Yeah. Uh, And it's just because, like, I'm just not super comfortable with the quality that I write at. Like, the, like, my handwriting is atrocious. And, um... Unless I'm using a ruler, I can't draw a straight line to save my fucking life. Like, at all, bro. At all. Um, And I'm, like, crazy about things being at perfectly right angles and, like, circles being in the exact place that I need them to be. And I'm just, like, a, like a bit nuts about that stuff. Yeah. So I use I use completely digital grimoire stuff. I'm, t- like, totally technomantic on that side. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm a little bit of both. I like my handwriting. I think it's particularly magical looking because it's weird. Um, but I also like using the technology of things. Yeah. I always tell my coworkers <coughs> at my day job, like, I don't want to print anything. I don't want anything paper. I want it all digital. Um, so I, I very much incorporate that into my practice as well, as well as a lot of the stuff that I write and research is for the podcast. And it's such a huge volume of stuff that it is way easier for me to store on my computer rather than written by hand. And also I'm one of those people that grips a, a writing instrument like it's going to like be yanked out of my hand at any moment yeah so um that's not fun (laughs) yeah um so next is alter stuff so first of all think about things you already have uh and incorporate those into your altar space we have a variety of things on both of our two altars that are things that we just like already had so like offering plates we use cups like tiny cups and plates that we already have and a lot of glass great great offering cup shot glass yeah a little bit of beverage if you go to beer fests those little tasting glass that you get from those two three ounce tasting are like absolutely perfect for that um so see what you already have you have a particularly nice bit of cloth um you've got like a broken necklace like what can you sort of upcycle that into yeah um you can also forage your own things and you can visit a thrift store um so there's a lot of places that you can get stuff you can also make a mini altar or like a sort of a bare bones altar and grow it over time like our altars are well right now it's mostly um like yule decorations yeah, tiny, tiny yule um but like normally um it's just like a bunch of stuff that we've collected over time yeah like we have pretty intense large altar spaces and um, a lot of stuff that goes in them but it's some stuff that's been collected over like decades so it takes time to kind of grow that stuff definitely take your time be patient and also if like you find a new thing and it's displacing an old thing like like donate that old thing yeah you know yeah like like 
send it to a good home or or do whatever with it. Um, Trade it to someone in your witchy collective. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or hang on to it, which is what we normally... We either give stuff away or we hang on to it because it, we may decide that we want that back up there. Yeah, well, we yeah. also we also like redecorate our altar like pretty much for every blot. So. Yes, we do, yeah. Um, as far as offerings, um, instead of getting fancy offerings, use things you already have in your home. You know, use the food that you're already eating or use non-consumables like rocks or shiny objects or shells. Try doing something like community service or art as a devotional thing. Uh, and that, especially if it's art, it can decorate your, um, your space. But if it's community service, obviously that's not decorating your space. Um, but the intention is still there. Yeah. Yeah, you totally. know, yeah. Um, you can also, instead of purchasing statuettes for your altar, uh, you can make your own by uh, sculpting or carving or drawing or even just like printing out a coloring page online, coloring that up. Uh, you can also paint it on a rock. Yeah. There goes that painting on a rock. Yeah. It's a paint theme. it on a rock. <laughs> paint it on a rock. Uh, and if you have like, uh, like, Oh, you would love like a bunch of art for like a deity or whatever. Uh, we have we started doing, and I don't. Uh, we talk about this somewhere, but we got like a. It's cheap... in our Doctor Strange. It's in the pub chat where we talk about the, the new Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange movie. movie. Yeah, uh, Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Madness. Yeah, we um we bought like a digital picture frame, like a really cheap one from Amazon. I like. I think we paid like thirty bucks for it. Oh yeah, it was really cheap. It was like super cheap one. It doesn't got all the fancy features, which I don't know what fancy features you need. So long as it just cycles through pictures, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, and we just like load that up with seasonally thematic pictures and just have that on display. Yeah. That's it. So simple. Yeah. It just sort of moves around. Yeah. And also if you're doing something like that, that's an easy way to sort of disguise things if you're in the closet too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, moving on to spell work. So uh, you can reuse jars for your old, um, for your spells. Um, or you can skip the jar and use some paper. Like we've always got like jam jars. Yeah. And uh, we have a ton of mason jars, but that's because we use that for a lot of storage stuff too. But like old spice jars and jam jars, but you can also make little paper envelopes and oh, do yeah. stuff like that too. There's a lot of options that you can use there. And I think we talk about some about that in, um, in uh, one of our spell crafting episodes. Um, but you can also, there's a lot of other things for spell work too. So if you're a candle spell work kind of person, instead of buying fancy candles, you have a ton of options. Unless again, fancy candles is your splurge. You can use a basic LED candle and you can get those LED candles in colors and even rainbow packs. Yeah. And this is a larger initial investment just because they're a little bit more expensive than buying just like cheap candles at the store. But uh, that's something that you're never really going to need to get another one for. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get like, uh, uh, not the smaller style, but the larger like pillar, pillar candles. candle style LEDs, uh, oftentimes the like flame flickering LED part, like leave that alone. But the candle itself is essentially just made out of a simple plastic. So that's all paintable. Don't, again, paint over the flickery LED part because LEDs do generate a very small amount of heat, so you don't, you'd rather not risk that. But the body of the candle itself is just a piece of plastic with a tiny-ass LED in it. Yeah. So that don't get warm at all. 
And so you can always paint that. Yeah, to and some make of them have like a wax coating too. Oh, some of them yeah. do. Yeah, to make it like feel more real or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want a real candle, um, you can also use tea lights. Mm-hmm. They come in a variety of colors and scents, and are generally pretty inexpensive. Those are kind of like little one and dones, which is nice. Um, it, and you also don't really have to worry about color correspondences either. Like, I mean, you oh, yeah, can. You don't. Yeah. It adds extra oomph, but, like, if you can only afford that, like, giant hundred pack of tea-like candles instead of buying, like, a bunch of colored ones, do that. Yeah, yeah, rock and roll, uh, man. Yeah, uh, and also buying in bulk. So buying, like, a big pack of can- of things is definitely going to say is, a lo- again, a larger initial investment, but bulk it's going to save you money. And seasonality. Let me tell you what, our local Safeway, uh, they have, like, a corner that sells colored candles they are outrageously expensive for candles. Don't buy candles there. However, at the end of a holiday, they always have the holiday themed candles on like 8 million percent off because nobody yeah. bought them. Uh, so we buy like black candles or, for like post Halloween. Pink and or like purple. Pink and purple. Easter. Or like, or like <laughs> uh, even the red and green candles for Christmas uh, yeah. time are like dirty cheap like a month later. So we just like yeah. buy them a month later. Yeah. You can Save also use year. birthday candles. Oh, totally. Um, and those do come in a variety of colors. Those are also really nice one and dones. They're really great for people who are in the closet because they are so small and so fast um, that that's definitely a great way to do it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're someone who likes using a wand as like a spell work instrument, you can, um, instead of like purchasing a fancy wand or purchasing a lot of expensive ingredients to make a fancy wand, because we all know that meme, um, you could use chopsticks. Um, you can also forage a wand out of, you know, sticks you find Fallen out. Stick, best I am wand. a, I'm a sucker for a great stick. Yep. Um, you can also use your finger, the original wand. Ah. <laughs> Tricky. Um, and you can also use a pencil. Um, and if you're trying to go for like color correspondences, use a colored pencil that matches your correspondence for a little bit of extra oomph. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And that's a great thing to use for somebody who's in the closet. Oh, well, color pencil's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's totally there's like, a there's a um or like a marker, obviously. There's a, a, a pretty popular magical book series where the uh the like main character wizard uses a um uses a hockey stick for his like magical staff. Oh, he just uses like a hockey stick because he yeah. plays hockey. I it makes sense. It's you know? practical. So yeah. like yeah, it doesn't have to be like a like a hand hewn elm branch or flipping whatever. Yeah, like just use whatever's clever, man. Yeah, you can also try incorporating knot magic into your practice. Um, any string works yeah. for knot magic. It's very which simple. Is great. Just don't do magic. Ah, done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Any string works, though, for not magic. You don't need to add decorations to it. It can fit in a small space. Um, You can also add intention by using, like, fabric and writing your intentions on the fabric or adding decorations. And... um, and and so that's uh, like a bunch of different ways that you can use not magic, which yep. is a fantastic way to do that. Uh, sigils is also a great way thing to um, incorporate into your practice. There is a tiny spider that has descended <laughs> from go. the ceiling. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's it's, like, ro- it's roof spider season at our house. That's a thing that you now get to know exists. Yeah, here. that's the third one You're today. Well- yeah. yeah, they're like um, tiny. They're like wisps, so you only yeah. see them like when they catch the light. Yeah, that means that spring is is coming. Spring is that's my coming. third yeah. clue that yeah. spring is coming. Yeah. Uh, early hyperstorm, notwithstanding. 
Yeah, spring is coming <laughs> early. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, sigils. Sigil magic is another great way, low cost, to move into your uh, practice yep. and can be done um, either with just like drawing a sigil in the air or also like on paper or on a particular item. Yeah. Particular way of folding a thing or uh, laying a string in a place, right? Um, like I, I've seen people do like a, like a get a bit of string and lay it in a particular pattern, like a knot work or, or structure or sigil uh, at the bottom of your drawer of your for your clothes, then put your clothes on it. And when somebody's like, what's going on with this string? Just be like, ah, I had like this bit of rope and I put it in there. I don't know. Or I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't, know come off of I don't know. I don't know. I ain't no rope here or whatever. I was definitely that kid that like drew sigils and symbols all over everything all the time. So that happens. <laughs> yeah, <I> know, honey. <laughs> okay, you can continue with coils. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so uh, oils is another thing that you see too, particularly like dressing candles and components of spells and stuff like that. Uh, and rather than buying like pricey oils, uh, make your own by infusing the oils, uh, like cooking oils, particularly that you already have with herbs or charging it in your crystals that you already have. Uh, don't put crystals and rocks in the oils. That's generally not great for them and also is messy. Don't consume anything that had rocks in it. Just don't. I know, I know that the internet is real hot on like fucking rock water or whatever that shit's on about, but that is so inherently dangerous. It's insane, bro. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to break up a glass bottle and put it in your water bottle or something? Get out of here with that yeah, shit. Yeah, some rocks are poisonous. Um, yeah, or are just going to cleave off into tiny shards that are going to tear up your insides. It's, um, I, it's so infuriating. It is like one of my biggest pet peeves on like witch talk and like witchy yeah. Instagram and like witchy Reddit and all these places is these people who are just like, ah, just like set this rock in a water bottle and then drink this water. Don't do it. There's, there's no good excuse. Why are you risking that shit, bro? Yeah. Like, well, and you're not necessarily drinking the oils, but like rocks, cooking with uh, them know, or stones whatever. can also uh, disintegrate entirely in oh, water yeah. and, and oils. Yeah, make water. So it's best to charge them next to it as opposed to in it. Yeah. So make your own uh, by infusing the oil. Uh, I I do this a lot, both for like herbalism practices as well as witchy practices. And what I do is um, ideally I get a bunch of the dried herbs and then I put them into a jar with oil oil where the oil just kind of like barely covers the dried herbs or like flowers or whatever. And I let that sit for like six weeks. And, um, and then I strain out the, um, the plant matter. And then that is my infused oil. Good to go. Yeah. Uh, and if you just like screamed inside at the thought of six weeks, then you can do this on the stovetop also by like getting the oil and heating it like on the lowest temperature. Yeah. And you want to do it for anywhere between 10 minutes Don't and an hour. Don't yeah, don't Jesus. overheat it. Uh, but you, you don't want the herbs to burn, so you kind of have to keep an eye on it and keeping it on the lowest temperature. Um, ideally, you want it to be cooking at the lowest temperature for 10 minutes and then to steep in the oil with the heat off until it has cooled, and then you strain it. Yeah. Um, different things work in slightly different ways. Again, you can also look to herbalism practices uh, with this, um, you know, like stovetop infusions. Um, so that's definitely a great way to yeah. do it. Yeah. And yeah. if you're particularly into essential oils try skipping the pricey blends um, which also may have just like mystery stuff or oftentimes just like 
uh, aroma chemicals. So not actually an essential oil. It's just like scents, like yeah. chemical scents. Um, so skip these pricey it's essential oil blends. Candle scents. Yeah, and choose one or two that you just really love the scent of, or are you consider to be fairly multi-purpose. Yeah. Um, but also remember, you need to like the scent. So if you hate the scent of bergamot. Do not get bergamot essential oil. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and just, like, make sure you're, like, being safe and studying up and, like, you know, whatever, if you're making your oils. And you're going to be, like, applying it to your skin or applying it to, like, a thing that's going to touch your skin or, like, consuming it, whether it's an oil or or, a, or an infusion or a tincture or a concoction yeah. of some sort like that. Like, make sure you're being safe. Do your research. Don't, you know, we're not recommending nothing in particular. Totally. We're just saying, like, these are things that, like, we have done, right? But, like, I've also, like, made, like, garlic-infused olive oil so that way I can make, like, mad good food. Oh, absolutely. Don't don't use it in cake. That's a thing that's happened. (laughs) I didn't bake that cake, but it definitely took a bite out of that cake, and uh, that wasn't good cake. Yeah. Should happen. Yeah. Um, And then the last part of spell work is uh, enchanting. So enchant all of it. Enchant your jewelry. Enchant your makeup. Enchant your deodorant. Enchant your soap. Enchant your cooking tools. Enchant your clothes. Enchant it all. Why not? Just enchant it all. And the only thing that you need to enchant things really is the item because you're just sort of pouring intention into that item. So enchant it. Yeah. If you're going to use it, just give it the old Gowron eyes. Good to go. (laughs) Chanted. Jeez. Right? That's pretty much what I do. But again, (laughs) chaos magic. Uh, and then I have the last category, which is miscellaneous, and that is just like a bunch of stuff that didn't really fit super well into other ones. So you can also cultivate your in- your inner kitchen witch or wizard. Uh, I mean, you're already making food to feed yourself, even if you're literally just heating up like a frozen dinner in the microwave. So why not supplement your practice with adding magic to it there? Yeah, 100%. Almost every time I make like a salad and I'm putting veg on it, that veg is a pentagram, bro. 100, 110% of the time. <laughs> All right. That, that stuff, that, yeah, that veggies are pentagram. Yeah, like, Bro, I worked, and sigils I, I worked in a restaurant making salads at, like, a at like at speed. And everything, it's, it's always, like, five of this and three of this and seven of this and six because I'm a numerologist. Like, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always using numerology. I mean, ask Julie, the, today she had to bake bread for 20 minutes and she sets the timer for 20 minutes. And I was just like, fuck's wrong with you setting with 20? 21 or 19, bruv? 20 minutes? I don't like even numbers. Like, again crazy um so like you know it's one of those things you can essentially infuse 100 percent of what you do in a kitchen into like magical ass work yeah right and it's just it's gonna it's gonna give you a little bit more focus in what you're doing in the kitchen which is nice because it means that like you're like you're more present for the kitchen work um as well as like now you're just eating magical tacos or magical pancakes or a magical salad or whatever um, yeah. you know, and improving your skills just that little bit more. Yeah. It's super fun. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you can also try chaos magic, which is mostly pure intention yeah. and pulling from like the greater multiverse of options yeah. to just, get the outcome. It's that just you want. staring reality in the eyes of Gowron style and just letting it happen. Well, and not letting it happen, but telling it what you want to happen. No, I mean, letting yeah. reality happen. You're telling it what to do. 
Oh, you're just I letting see it, what you're you just letting it do. Yeah. You're just letting it do what the eyes told it to do. Yeah, and yeah. again, we are we planning a show time, right? on chaos magic <laughs> coming out later this year. Yeah, that yeah. one requires quite a bit of some like odd reading material for us to pick up, even though we're pretty well versed ourselves in it. We want to bring you guys a really great show. Yeah. So look for that later. This just because year. I know what I do. Doesn't mean that I know. And what, I know what I do. Uh, doesn't mean that I know what regular people are doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Uh, another thing that you can do is meditate. Yeah. I know Yo, we talk about it all the time. Free AF, bro. Let me tell you about this thing that I recently found on meditation. First of all, I love frequencies on the YouTube. I do not know what this shit is called. Oh yeah, we've gotten really I, into like frequencies. I, I call and it frequencies beats because it, well, so binaural beats is when each channel so the left channel and right channel your headphones are at a slightly different frequency so there's like let's say a four hertz difference and then that's what's making it like binaural it's two ears binaural uh, audio but then you can also get like frequencies we're like 432 hertz and that means whatever the hell that means or like 597 hertz and that means whatever the fuck that means whatever that is <laughs> all right again i'm leaning real heavy on the chaos magic on this because there's a bunch of shit out there and everybody's saying a different thing i mostly um, pick them because i like the picture the graphic yeah, yeah. I, I pick them, I pick them by the also. graphic um, also there i found that there is a because i usually listen to the them when i'm sleeping yeah i found that there is a frequency range uh and like type of music over it that i have that i don't sleep as well with so i tend to stay away from those mm, yeah totally 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's like, so you can get like, you can find like binaural beats if you're using headphones when you're meditating, uh, or like frequencies, which like, I just like put frequencies on my cell phone on like one volume bar. And then I just like put it underneath my pillow. Yeah. And it's just emitting like a tiny amount of sound. It's like barely audible. Right. But it's like just enough that you're like, ah, like a little bit of, a little bit of ju like extra juice while you're sleeping sort of magic. Yeah. We also recently found Sith meditation like two hour <laughs> chant music and I cannot tell you how here I am for the Sith meditation music. Uh, but either way, meditation is free and YouTube is free and you can find like a bunch of dope music for meditating. Um, yeah. As well as guided Oh, as well as like guided meditations. Oh yeah, all over. Like meditation is the freest access to magic like available. Yeah. Bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we have a whole episode on meditation too. Yeah. So if you're, if you are a person that's like, I can never meditate, listen to that episode yeah. and then, and then decide basically. Yeah. Um, and if you're a person who wants to meditate more, also listen to that episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. I did a lot of, a lot well, of fun Well, and research. if your meditation is different than like whatever the heck, like if the, if the thing that you're listening to is like clear your mind of all thoughts and you're just like, I don't know how to do that. All I'm doing is thinking. Every time you say that, I'm getting more thinking about it. Bah! Then just like, like, don't worry about that shit. Just ignore that part of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's just meditate. A, there's meditation a... is not like this. You know, like, oh, I meditate and access the same place that you meditate and access. That's not. That's not. No, meditation, we both bro. meditate in very different ways. Very different ways. And just like how we do our own personal magical practices in very different ways, we meditate in different ways. Oh yeah. And the episode that I that we did for it, I like. I think we talked looked about this. up. We talked. We talk about our own personal meditation yeah. practices, but um, I also describe a variety of different ways that you can. meditate meditate yeah. because it's not just 
sit cross-legged on the floor, fingers say om. Um, there's so many more ways oh, that yeah. you can meditate. Oh, totally. So work on that meditation practice. Um, you can also make a mini simmer pot. Simmer pots are like wildly hot right now. And right now. Um, when I'm making a simmer pot, guess what I'm doing? I'm making soup. Um, first of all, I have, I have zero wine. or mold wine. Or mold I have side. zero problems with simmer pots. I'm just like, why am I going to make something that smells delicious if I can't eat it? Um, Reasonable, I guess. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, for our like eight longtime listeners, they're not surprised yeah, that's by this. Ob, right? <laughs> uh, but you can make yourself a mini simmer pot by putting a mug near your heater or your fireplace. Near, not on. Yeah. There's a difference. Also, fire safe mugs. Don't, don't use something dumb. Don't be dumb. Yeah, yeah. And that may not give you as much scent as a standard simmer pot on the stove would, but guess what? Electricity and natural gas cost a pretty good amount of money. Yeah. Uh, and if you're already running your heater or your fireplace to keep your abode warm, then you might as well add to it. Of course, you could also get like candle melts or, you know, any of that stuff. But if you're already making simmer pots, this is a way to cut down on that cost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, also, you can visit a local ethnic market for supplies. Uh, near us, we particularly, we love the Asia Mart. Yeah. Uh, and and, and <laughs> just so just to clarify, guys, the name of this place is actually called the Asia Mart. Yeah, it's like uh, a, it's like the name of the store. So that's why we call it that. By the by, yeah, we call it the Asia Mart because it is the Asia Mart. Yeah. Um, and you can find lots of supplies at ethnic markets, whether that's uh, an Asia Mart or a you know whatever it is that's nearby. We also have a lot of local Mexican markets. There's a lot of yeah, tiny lot of bodegas. bodegas around yeah. here. Yeah. Like there's a lot, and you can find pretty much the same things all the way across. So not only can you find like relatively inexpensive herbs and fruit and foods and spices there um but you can also find incense candles we every single time we go to the asia mart we pick up a pack of candles and a pack of incense yeah they're so, so cheap much. they're so nice right so like why yeah. not yeah um yeah like definitely local like whatever your local ethnic market is going to have like bonus supplies uh also it may or may not be worth checking out whatever your local like hipster market is the hipsters have a strange um with regard to what is supplied in these markets yeah, yeah. i'm looking at you like uh trader joe's or like an oliver's oh, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. You, those places yeah. sometimes have like good deals on like kind of craytown stuff i have bought like potted herbs from trader joe's that are like half the price of going to my local like orange we pork, have one you know? of those like living mint plants from Trader Joe's that we got like four years ago. Oh, it's still fine. And we planted it in the yard and it's still growing. Yeah. Um, but the the ethnic markets like incense, candles, herbs. You can also get small dishes and statues for your altar supplies. There's a lot of stuff oh, that yeah. you can There's get a lot from of cool those. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, and a variety of other things too. Like you may find legitimately devotional items that you are using in your own practice at a place like that. Particularly if you are interested in uh, forms of Eastern magic, or if you have been, uh, or if you happen to live near a, like a Eastern European type of a market or a Russian yeah. market yeah. or things like that. Blank votive candles. Yeah. That's a common one. So then you can make that votive candle in whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you are a Terracol and oro, Oracle deck person, um, Terracol, Terracol, yeah, Tarot or Oracle deck kind of go. person. Yeah, tarot, Terracol. I, I tried. 
Um, first of all, you can make your own. Um, I have made, I, I actually made a, uh, a tarot deck, just the major arcana, because I didn't want to continue to work on this project for like forever, um, uh, out of a comic book that I particularly liked, um, finding panels and sections in it that I thought meant like met that particular thing. So, um, that's one way that you can make it, especially if you feel like you're not an artsy person, you can collage. There's a lot of things you may be able to find them at a thrift store. Uh, there's tons of tarot Oracle decks on Etsy of course kickstarter yeah. um, oh man let me tell you balling on a budget kickstarter is not the place to start looking at no tarot no stay away i have stay away a concerning pile of tarot decks from kickstarter yeah uh, yeah that are yeah, yeah, rather yeah, yeah. expense that uh i'm not proud of uh spending that much money but boy do i love every single one of them and i use them all as i rotate through the like oh see i don't necessarily use them all some yeah. of them the I only liked... one i don't use is the star trek one uh and that's because every every decision that was made in the production of that deck is wrong in so many ways one day i will make a video about the wrongness of this star trek the next generation tarot deck <laughs> but i had to own it as both a collector of tarot and yeah. a m monstrous fan of star trek yeah. Um, I had to buy it, and uh, I, I opened it up and was immediately descend. Yeah. I have a tarot deck that came <laughs> from the Spirit Store, and that one is also, it does not make sense. Uh, but I have a lot of tarot decks that I that seemed like a good idea at the time that I kickstarted it, and I got it, and I was just like, I am not vibing with this deck. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, the art is still fantastic. It's just not my vibe. So um, yeah, no, I, I have... I definitely use all of mine. I just rotate through them. I'm just like, ah, what am I gonna... Maybe I'm feeling this one. Maybe I'm feeling this one. Sometimes no, I, I draw a like that one I'm card. Like not into. Sometimes I draw like 14 cards. Sometimes, I'm gonna tell you a little secret, I draw a bunch of tarot cards and they sit out on my altar space for like three or four days and then I just put them away. I never really read them, man. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, I don't have the time for this shit. I'm not gonna do it. And yeah. then they just go away. Well, and also if you are looking, um, you know, if you if you are lucky enough to be a part of a witchy collective, ask them, but you can also ask your witchy friends. Uh, they may have decks that they either just don't vibe with or that they feel that they've outgrown. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with getting a secondhand tarot deck yeah. people. If you're, um, if you're doing runes, which I know is like not the same, but like adjacent, uh, you can make your own. I know that there is some structure that you can only be gifted some. There's of a this similar shit. thing with and like if that's your, like if that's your practice, about. that's fine, no hate. Uh, but uh, me personally, that makes no sense. That is purely illogical. Um, so yeah, just go buy it, go make it. I have made runes, I have bought runes, I have bought rune cards. So essentially, runes on tarot cards. Um, I've done all of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So whatever, yeah. bro. Uh, however, we do recommend that you do not get decks or runes or divin divination items from like Wish or AliExpress. Uh, and um, we're not picking on them specifically, but it's that like that like lower grade. Well, it's not just that it's a lower grade thing. A thing that are toxic. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's not even just that stuff. There's a lot of like commercially popular decks that the that um, companies take the art from the artists oh, without just, permission. They're just wholesale. And they're bro. just completely yeah. stealing it, maybe not even changing it and making it their own. I sort of accidentally bought a deck like that and I still have the deck, but the deck is weird and it just it doesn't 
work right. Uh, and it's difficult to understand what it's trying to tell me. So I own a deck like that. And um, I just like, it, it exists. It's like my own. It's like my old broken deck. Um, so I do not buy them from there because you're getting something that is most likely, um, you're getting something that may be stolen is most likely not going to be the experience you want it to be. Yeah, well, it's, it's. I mean, like it's recommended don't buy. Like there's a chance that you're going to have this issue. What I would say in general is that if you're buying, like if you find a tarot deck or frankly this is this isn't even about tarot like if you're finding anything that's like up like that's got art on it and it's at like a dumb discount maybe do a little reverse image search on google make sure that you're not buying it from somebody who stole the art like art theft is um huge and rampant it's it's, a, it's huge and rampant i know like yeah. right now the hot topic is like ai art theft and shit but like robots learned it from us guys uh if we're going to pretend that regular art isn't stolen literally all of the flipping time, then, like, we can't have this conversation in other places. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, like, to the extent that regularly I see people, like, artists that I follow online who are like, hey, guess what? Like, there's this Instagram account that's sharing a bunch of art. That's just all my art. Go go report them or whatever. Yeah. Like, that shit happens all the time. And it's not even, like, big artists. You can be, like, a small artist and, like, just have, like, a specific type of art. And if some asshole finds it and likes it, he's going to steal it and try to make a buck off it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just, like, be cautious about that. Yeah. Uh, when you're looking at, like, oh, normally a tarot deck's 60 bucks and this deck's 20 bucks. Like, do a reverse image search. See, see what you're seeing. Because sometimes you're going to find it, like, from the original artist. And that's just, like less bad juju you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so, not like spiritual juju just general juju yeah yeah just like <laughs> morals yeah yeah overall so that's the end of our list of suggestions overall um uh we invite you to challenge yourself to use things that you uh already have on hand or things that uh really like are something that you want uh, as your splurge or something that are inexpensive mm -hmm. to locate. Mm -hmm. So we invite you to go with a more waste free <laughs> lifestyle with your witchy practice. Yeah, definitely. definitely, yeah. definitely. yeah. So uh, we got some spells. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first spell is a savings jar spell. So what better way to uh, save money than by literally Putting saving it in a money? Jar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, for this spell, you'll need a change jar or a bowl or whatever receptacle you're going to put that into. Um, uh, change or like loose bills. Uh, yeah. I actually recommend both. A little bit of loose bills, a little bit of change. Honestly, it's whatever you've got, whatever you can afford. Yeah. Um, this is a I use a nice box that I got with a tarot deck that, you know, it's just like a nice box because yeah. I had it, right? Uh, we have a plastic resin cup, like that you use to mix resin in that we've been putting change in that we lost and found and lost and just recently found again. And it's like mostly full of quarters. Yeah. So like uh, that happens. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, um, so first off, clear your mind and then focus on money coming your way. Imagine yourself finding money in the street, getting a bonus at work uh, or like a raise at work, maybe a better job, um, getting more sales coming into your like side gig, finding great deals on things you want or need to buy because spending less money also kind of makes you money. Um, 
It definitely does. But avoid thinking about things like winning the lotto or coming into an unexpected sum of money because these may manifest in a way that you don't want. Um, such as, uh, yeah, you're manifesting winning the lotto, but you won $2. Yeah. Uh, or you're manifesting coming into money, uh, but a relative dies and leaves you an inheritance. Um, or you develop a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, be so, specific. Yeah, be specific and uh, be realistic with yeah. this kind of stuff. And as you visualize abundance coming your way, put the money into the jar piece by piece. Uh, this is especially satisfying if you're using coins because of the plunk. Sure. The cha-ching. Yeah. Uh, and once you're done, put the jar in a place where you can easily put change into it and loose bills into it as part of a daily routine. So you may be like us. We don't use cash very often. Ooh, it's um, <clears throat> but when we do, we do have change and we will um, put our change into the jar. So it doesn't go as fast. Immediately, I hate change in my pocket. It, it makes noise. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, I don't like having change in my purse either, but I have, like, some change in there, and I just, like, it's kind of like a holdover from a time when you use, when, like, in general people when use like more When, like, a quarter cash. had value? Yeah, when a quarter had value. Yeah. 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 Um, so each time you put something into the jar, visualize that money growing and calling more money to it. And when you pull money from the jar, because that's totally okay, thank the jar for providing and visualize it refilling. And also, um, if you are like a very much cashless person, like, you know, maybe when you go to the store, get five dollars cash back if you can afford it again uh put that into the jar like it may not be a this money was left over from my daily purchases and it may be like a, i had a reason to go and get cash back so here is a portion of that it's however yeah, you want totally, to structure totally, it totally yeah yeah uh, next up, we've got a protection sigil for you. So for this one, you'll need literally any paper you have around the house. Back of a receipt, go for it. Full page of printer paper, absolutely yeah. fine. Splurge, use a whole piece of cardstock. <laughs> right? You get origami paper if you want. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, and a writing instrument. Again, whatever you want here. Um, that's the beauty of sigil magic is it's whatever it is that you want. So it's as fancy or as simple as you want it to be. So in the center of this paper, write what it is that you want to protect. I want to protect myself. I want to protect my dogs. I want to protect my car, whatever. Yeah. Whatever my it is income. you want to protect. Whatever it is, as many yeah. things, it doesn't have to be just one thing. Whatever it is you want to protect, you write that in the center of the paper. And then when you are done, draw a box around what you just wrote that you want protected. And now draw a box around that box and then repeat this until you get the edge of the paper. So you'll have like words in the center and then a series of concentric boxes reaching out to the edge of the paper. Yeah, you want to make that look real fancy, you make that a box and then you turn that box... The next box you draw, you draw it at uh, at oh, you draw 40, it at like an angle, like forty five degrees, so that way it's like a diamond, and then the next one is like a regular box and whatnot. Looks like nice and floretti looking. Yeah, or honestly, circles. It really does not matter. Yeah, circles, <laughs> draw a line around it. Yeah, you just gotta. It's the point of working it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And each time you draw a square, imagine that there is another layer of protection around the things that you want to protect. Like an onion. We learned about those from a donkey. Uh, I was thinking like a gobstopper, but yes, also like an onion. I mean, a gobstopper is just like a shitty onion. I don't... 
I don't know that I'm okay with that comparison, but, but I also sense, love it? onions, so yeah. I don't know that I I'm can confidently okay. say I love onions more than Gobstoppers. So that's fair, bam, dude. That's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I actually can't stand Gobstoppers. <laughs> like I remember having those as a kid and just being like, "This is like a fucking lot of work, bro." Well, can I, I just I get? Like, I'm a bit of honey kid, so I I I, I like like Gobstoppers, yeah. but I get to a point and I'm like, ah, time to start chewing this. I'm not getting getting done with this fast enough yeah. because what are you going to do? Take that candy out? What do you put it, in, put a bag. it in? Yeah, you put it in a Ziploc bag. That's gross. Yeah, it is. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, if you're going to do that, you rinse it at, before you put it in the bag and then you put it in the bag. It's still sticky. And then you rinse and it after you take wet. it out of the bag. That's yeah. still I mean, gross. I don't, no thanks. I'm not a gobstopper person. There's a yeah. reason why I don't like gobstoppers. Anyway, fold the, uh, anyway, draw, draw all the squares yeah. and imagine there's layers draw of protection around protection. it. Yeah. yeah, draw an onion of protection. Um, and then fold the paper by bringing the edges into the center of the paper and creasing. Um, and this is like, kind of whatever it is that you want. But imagine you have like a physical thing on the inside and you want to fold this up in a way so that it doesn't fall out. You don't have to really, you don't have to overthink the way that you're folding this. Just keep folding it into the center however oh, you want. Oh, I'm definitely overthinking the way that I fold this. Yeah. Just I'm one of those people. Whatever it is that you yeah. think works the best for folding this, just do that. Crumple. Um, I guess you could crumple it too. Yeah. Um, but continue to fold the paper until, uh, in the same way where you're bringing it to the center increasing until you can't fold it anymore. Uh, you may also want to, uh, like tie something around it if you want to keep it shut or put tape, whatever you want here. Uh, and then store this in a safe place to keep the thing that you want protected, protected. Yep. And you now have done sigil magic. Yeah. Protection sigil. Yeah. Definitely. You can also, speaking of protection sigils or just any sigil magic uh, on a budget, uh, I do this literally everywhere all over the house. Um, you know how like when a Sharpie starts to go low and you got to be like, mm, I got to test this Sharpie. I will just find like a, a convenient and not in the way space and just draw a sigil on the wall to test the Sharpie. All the time. All the time, dude. Our walls are like covered in sigils and like little itty bitty things. I'm not making like a big, like a, like a big red strings attached. <laughs> Let me tell you about this conspiracy amount of sigils. It's not what's happening here. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like that crazy, probably. Um, but <laughs> mm, kind of probably. But I definitely, uh, our junk drawer is right next to the door frame to get into the kitchen, like the door into the kitchen. Um, so I just like, I just draw sigils on that door frame. Yeah. To get into our kitchen all the time. Uh, there's sigils on the post outside, like the front post to get into our house. There's, I did a bunch of sigils on there. Um, I will regularly, like if you have to like fold some nonsense and there's like a s extra scrap of paper, I will like do a sigil on that scrap of paper and then just keep it in my wallet until it like literally wears the sigil away. Yeah. Um, I will often be doing something around the house and I'm like, is this a sigil? Oh. Is this a new one or has this been here for a while? Yeah, I, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, that's a great way to do it. And we do have an episode coming on Sigil Magic later, although we're not quite sure when that one's going to come out. Yeah, we're that still trying to work out the year schedule. That and... one's also kind of difficult because we're really talking about something that's visual in many um, aspects. So, you know, we're working on that. I'm just going to um, describe it to you in like binary. It's like zero, zero, one, zero, one, 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 zero, 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 zero zero one zero one one zero you know what i'm talking about oh my dude i do know exactly what you're talking about i'm just thinking that is both hilarious and evil 
yeah. <laughs> to do. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, we could describe it to you as a ratio, but that's its own no, thing. No, we're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, look, look into this. Any like book or saying or symbol or anything like that can be converted into a ratio of like potential answers and then just expressed as a fraction. Yeah. It's like advanced mathematical. No, I don't. Uh, no, not the like math. Techno magic, magic and math yeah. magic. I love math magic. So we're not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that to you guys. Um, we will eventually. We're just gonna it's hold just a kidding. picture up, and then we're just gonna hope that you can hear the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you have enough <laughs> caffeine, you can like smell sounds. So why not? Yeah, why not hear pictures? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for correspondences, we have something a little different for you this time around. Um, we have co color correspondences because uh, color magic is an easy and low-cost way to add oomph to your magic. Because crayons are cheap AF. Yeah, bro. and most people have them. And yeah. also, we the are markers. planning a full episode on color magic, so this is not going to be like in lieu of that. That's just we got we got a lot of plans for a lot of episodes, yeah. and there's only so much time. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you work a full time job, and I run a business, so we are busy. Yeah, but less busy than we were last year. So for now, uh, it's. Getting questionable. I packed a bunch of orders yesterday. Um, yeah. But uh, so we we should be back at it standard style. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. That's the plan, Jan. That's the plan. Um, so for color magic, um, I've got a bunch of colors and some correspondences for them. Um, we will have Book of Shadows pages for this episode, which will have the uh, full list of correspondences for these colors. This is just a short thing, just because I'm not going to read uh, there's only so much list I can read, and we're running out of list. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, we're definitely not running out of list. Our, the list is forever. That's true. But we're definitely running out of our willingness to continue to sit in the brightest our house ever is, which is only while we're shooting YouTube videos. Uh, I generally yeah. get a migraine after these, like almost every time. So yeah, it yeah. is bright. In here. It's a lot of work to do these. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's get started. So correspondences for uh, black uh, are grounding, protection, and for divination. Blue is communication, focus, uh, spirituality, and water magic. Brown, stability, concentration, grounding magic, and earth magic. Uh, gray or silver, just because sometimes silver stuff doesn't turn out as nice as you want. Yeah. Um, intuition, dreams, and moon magic. I mean, silver is just shiny gray. So. It is, yeah, it's just shiny gray. Um, green is abundance, luck, and growth. Orange, creativity, success, and action. Uh, pink, love, healing, and self-improvement. Purple, power, knowledge, intuition, and spirit magic. Red, passion, fertility, and fire magic. White is for cleansing, healing, happiness, and air magic. And yellow or gold is confidence, inspiration, and solar magic. That's some colors and some correspondi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next up, or upcoming next, um, we have our next like episode to come out is a pub chat. Uh, and we've changed the, uh, the formatting of our pub chats this year. So instead of it being the structure that we were doing, which was like question, 
uh, story, magic, and media. We're just kind of making the pub chats a little bit more like off the cuff, lackadaisical. Uh, obviously, if you still have a question, like we will talk about your question in a pub chat. That's still the point. Or a deep point. dive. Or Some a deep dive. Yeah. Like if you have a, if you have a, a whole question, like a like a question that's going to require more, and that's just one of those like when we're talking about it, when we get a question, we're like, ooh, that's. We're, okay, we got too much, like, if if we bring it up, like, oh, we just got this question, and we've been talking for 20 minutes, then we know that we can't get this done in a pub chat. Uh, so, we'll turn it into a whole episode. But, uh, so the pub chats are going to be, like, a, a bit more, like, chill, off-the-cuff, hangout style. Uh, we're not ready to start doing those live, but that is a thing that is planning on happening this year at some point. Uh, and then after that, we have episode 50. Um, the big five zero. The big five zero. We're officially able to um, retire. You can't retire at fifty. No, I think fifty is over the hill. Is fifty over the hill? Is that what they? Although say I've also seen over the hill stuff at thirty and forty. Uh, uh, if, thing if, that I'm not particularly if, happy if about. If our podcast was named Richard at fifty, we could call it Dick. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that that's the cutoff there? No. Yeah. I learned that when my uncle Richard turned fifty. So. I think that he just made that up. No, no, no. That was other people saying that. That's weird. I've literally never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, they're like, you're 50, you're old now, so I guess we can start calling you Dick. And he's just like, mm, my name's Richard. Please don't do that. Thank you. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't agree with that. I had but that's, a... the, that's the rule. If, if your name is Richard or you know a Richard, where is the where is the age cutoff for Dick? Or does that even make sense? Because I uh, my argument has always been, make sense. how is Dick a nickname for Richard that's not the same thing? Because Ricky Dicky, they rhyme. There's a thing about that. Uh, like old timey names that like don't really make sense as nicknames mm -hmm. are because they happen to rhyme and people would rhyme things. Oh my god! Um, my, my uncle Richard would lose his mind if somebody called him Ricky. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Well, okay, You'd so go insane I, if I was just like, I hey, work uncle with Ricky? a guy who Not is a Billy, and he's about the same age as I am. Full so, name Billiard. No, 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 no. His Billings full name, his, his first name is officially William, but he's not a William and he's not a Will and he's definitely not a Bill. Or a um, Willie. So he, he's a, he's a Billy. Like, absolutely. He's a Billy. I don't, yum. I don't. <laughs> you know, cause it's short for William. No. That's hilarious, but no. I know, you're welcome. You're welcome uh, for that. No, I, I don't think that names matter like that oh, it, for ages. Oh, it totally does Absolutely not. I, I don't believe that it does, but I do believe that every single culture and even the microcultures within culture have silly-ass traditions about nicknames. Like, I think that anytime somebody's like, oh, my name's Tom went, or like Tom, right? The answer is like, obviously, full name Thomas, if your short name is Tom. Yeah. But I'm just like, Tom word, Tomathan, <laughs> right? Tomium, like William, Tomium. Like, yeah. I, I always want people to have silly names. I love silly names. We make up long, silly names for people all the time. Yeah, but it's um, the best. Yeah, nicknames. It's a lot of a lot of weird old nicknames are because mm. they just rhymed. Mm. So that's why that's why Bob yeah. and Robert are that's why Bob is a nickname for Robert. Yeah. I think I think the term William. for fifty is quincentennial, because I, I know sesquicentennial is one hundred and fifty, and bicentennial is two hundred and fifty. Yes. Right. So squintennial, if you drop the the precursor for that, squintennial should just be fifty. I have no arguments against that, but I 
feel like it's wrong. I feel like it's wrong also, <laughs> but I know what sesquicentennial is, and I know what bicentennial is. So just because I've like dealt with hundred fiftieth and two hundred fiftieth anniversaries, and like obviously like hundredth anniversaries, like centennials and shit like that. But so, I think they usually call them by like whatever the uh, whatever the like stone is, you know, like marriage rules. Yeah, because isn't is is it America? Approaching its tricentennial or its bicentennial? I cannot keep a straight face with you saying that word. Yeah? Bicentennial? <laughs> it's the squint in it that I can't I, just, handle. I, if I'm saying this wrong, somebody correct me. But I swear <laughs> to God, a 250-year anniversary is a bicentennial. And a 150 is sesquicentennial, <laughs> right? Therefore, logically, squintennial means 50. I feel like I'm just going to go with, like, marriage rules. What is 50? Silver? It's our silver is show. It, is it silver? I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing. I, honestly, every single anniversary, I have to look up what the stupid anniversary thing is. Because it seems insane. The modern versus ancient is what feels to me like a madman with a dartboard and a bunch of words. So, like, I'm, they're just like, oh, what is it, your 12th year anniversary? Well, you got to get them, like, half a leaf. Or, which is the old thing, and the new thing is, like, a Volvo or some shit. Oh, it's, it's just gold. all over. 50 is gold. Well, it's what our... the hell's silver? I don't, I don't know. 25? Uh, probably. Oh, well, look at that. I okay. Would have to, I well, would have to the, look that the up. next full episode is our gold episode. Go! <laughs> which, and in this, this one, has nothing to do with gold. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we're not doing anything about gold. We are talking about Pontus because uh, somebody wrote us and asked us to uh, talk about Pontus. So we're going to do a bunch of research. This is a, the primordial uh, Greek sea god. Yeah. Which is very exciting. I know, like, only the simplest surface level shit about this. So I am very excited to learn more about Pontus. I am stoked. Yeah, I'm I also very jazzed about don't this. know a whole lot. Like I know some, but not a whole lot. But um, I've got. I, I'm very stoked. I've got some great places that I think this is going to go. Yeah. So yeah, um, that is uh, that is how you get an episode. You just say, hey, can yeah, you, you just talk hit, about you just thing? hit us up and be like, hey, can we talk about this? And then yes, is yeah. generally. And for those of you that have asked for us to talk about a particular thing and we have not talked about it yet, it's on the it's list. on the list. Yeah, it's on uh, the list. We try to balance the shows so that there's a good mixture. Of yeah. So things. it's not just like deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. We also have like a bunch of other stuff we have to get over. Um, so yeah. It's, yeah, so just be it's patient. In the but anyway, works. next episode, Pontus. Yeah, next episode, dive. Pontus for the deep dive. And then obviously before that, we're going to have our pub chat, which is coming up next. Um, speaking of asking questions and all that kind of stuff, uh, and Book of Shadows pages, which are available on our Patreon, we would like to thank our patrons, Alan, Miranda, Helena, Alexa. That was a pretty smooth transition. So I'm pointing it out because I'm pretty proud about it's that. It's less smooth now that you've mentioned it. I, I don't care. Rough it up now. It already happened, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the smooth already happened. What? What's? I'm, the, the slide was smooth. The pool can be gross. It's not my problem. I'm at the top of the slide. I'm just pushing kids down the slide or whatever those people do at, like, I, water parks. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a f- huge fan, so. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Thank I'm you, trying patrons, to go in a fucking tube full of water, bro. For uh, <laughs> helping us do what we do and better every time. Um, and, uh, and staying awesome. 
Yeah, awesome. yeah. And uh, just so y'all know, we're doing something a little new for our patrons this year. We're doing uh, videos associated with the Sabbaths that are available on our Patreon. So yeah, the so first we'll have one, special Sabbath Yule videos. is up, and we've, uh, we're going to be doing an in-bulk yeah. one, too. Yeah. And you get to join us for a yeah. little bit of ritual and see how we've decorated the house, because, again, every blot, we change the decorations for the house. And, um, so like you, you kind of get to tag along with that. Um, and, uh, even though we haven't talked about it specifically, we will have more magic and media videos coming out, but those are now like longer, deeper dives, um, with a bit more like, uh, like a little bit more like oomph in the way that we talk about them, just because it feels like every time we were doing them in the pub chats, it was like dragging the pub chat out and yeah. then we would literally finish recording and then just continue the conversation because we still had more shit to talk about. Yeah. Um, so we're working yeah. on that. Yeah. And we do have magic and anime coming too. Uh, and we are planning on being at Fanime this year, uh, to host hopefully one of those panels. Yep. We hopefully say hopefully to host another panel. because we have not gotten that information yet and we'd love to go back. Oh my god, yeah. If if you if you know somebody who works at Fanime, give us an email, my guys. We would like to host a panel again and right now there are no signups yet and it's it's way later than before and very stressful. Yeah. Uh, having having to be the person to fill out what this is, as well as like choose what animes we're gonna watch and like get on that because we don't want to like get them done too early and then forget. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so yeah, we'll be doing that, which will be like a, like a live panel at Fanime, which we'll record like I did last year, and we'll put that up, um, as well as some probably some more like live stuff and some more like uh, like adventure stuff and stuff like that. So if you want to kind of like keep up on the like expanding magical and like creative efforts of ours we obviously have our social media which will all be like linked below and whatever um uh and we have our uh youtube channel if you're like listening to this on your, the podcast network our youtube channels where we put a bunch of that uh like bonus and extra stuff up we have our patreon which will have the bonus blot stuff uh like um like join us for ritual and decorations for the blot as well as the book of shadows pages, uh, which we're trucking through. Um, and then in addition to that, we also have a, um, an Etsy shop where we do, which is like the business that I run, which is like freeing me up to do more of this stuff with yep. all of y'all. Uh, so you can check that out. All of that stuff's going to be like linked below as well as it's linked on nerdjive.com um, under links. So uh, that'll all be available there. Yep. Uh, for you to check out and uh, please reach out to us if you have like questions or comments or if we've done a, a, a thing that you think is insane comment below uh, we <laughs> might ignore it like if if you're being a butt but other than that we generally like engaging so so honestly I'm gonna engage if you're being a butt anyway like yeah I'll feed the trolls I don't care what are you gonna also you know bad? what if you're being a butt we're gonna use some chaos magic and harness your buttness yeah. and uh, turn that into more success for us yeah so Bro. by all means yeah. go ahead yeah, be a butt. Feed the algorithm, my guy. All comments are good comments. Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, I've been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. podcast. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. <laughs>